Hey, Spencer. It's Evil Jeff. Oh, man. Paranoia. I bought that game as well. Probably was more along the lines of 86 when I grabbed a hold of it. Uh, took it off to college. Uh, played a little bit here and there. Most of the guys that I played with had played before, so it pretty much was a see how quickly you could kill off the other guys before all your clones were gone. That's pretty much what those uh, missions devolved into. So then it became a contest to see exactly how quickly I could kill them for doing stupid things before they could get the other ones killed themselves. Uh, so yeah, paranoia. What fun. Look forward to hearing some other stuff that you got. Hey Colin, Evil Jeff again. The uh, thought of paranoia sparked something else. And the amount of play by post that I do, paranoia would be a lot easier to do that now than it was back when it was first released. Tried doing it on a bulletin board system back in the day, just still a little bit too much uh, time out between people. You know, dialing up on the analog modem just really didn't allow you to keep up with things. But nowadays with our always on sort of society, with our cell phones and everything, we can get to websites Paranoia may actually play very well into a play-by-post game. I am now really mulling something else. Wonder how truly mean and evil I could be as a GM again. Hey, Spencer, it's Liren. What a cool episode! You know, I have I know very little about that. I'm gonna have to look into it. You actually inspired Joe over at Hindsightless to talk about that too. So. Now my curiosity is piqued. And you, I think I'm going to do my game reviews out of order because I really, really want to do the review of that three-session Blood and Snow game. And it isn't the next game I played, but gosh darn it, I'm not going to be... Re- I think I might just do Blood and Snow next, and I might try to get that done today. We have a week right now, and that really pinches my recording time. So I'll do it tonight after she goes to bed. Anyways... Thank you so much for the inspiration. I am loving these daily podcasts, even though I know sometimes they're hard to do, says the woman who didn't get out a podcast yesterday. Say lovey. Okay, I'm pulling a Jackson. When I re-listened, I noticed that it skipped the part where I said we have my granddaughter for the week. That skipping thing is so annoying, but messages I have to record in Anchor because I'm using my phone. I don't know if it's any different on the computer. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) and I keep calling it a review when I actually mean a recap. I'm just recapping what we played in Blood and Snow. So one of these days I'll get all my terminology right. I hope you're having a good one. Talk to you soon. Evil Jeff there from uh, Minions and Musings. You've inspired today's episode. If you've got any intentions of running Paranoia play-by-post, I would certainly be interested in that. And Liren, I don't know if I properly thanked you for all the wonderful things you've been saying about my podcast. Um, And yeah, Anchor is being a real pain in the... uh... It's August, that most hallowed month of the year when we celebrate the illustrious role-playing game. 
Are you bursting with energy to celebrate the hobby that fuels your imagination and haunts your dreams? Do you feel a burning need to share your passion for your hobby? Join Spencer, aka Free Thrall, as he waxes poetic about the word of the day throughout the most wondrous month of the year, RPG A Day Month. So, day seven. Familiar. Now, uh, this uh, what initially brought to mind an issue that James from those Thekin books brought up regarding a problem he encountered when running Numenera and how to convey what was familiar to the players and what would be extraordinary. I mean, it being such a bizarre setting, figuring out where that line is, what's mundane, what is fantastical, and at the risk of re-traumatising Colin Spike Pit Green, this brought to mind almost the reverse issue that uh, is presented in Paranoia. And how that idea is kind of turned on its head. In the far-flung future, you are essentially confined to your life within Alpha Complex. It's quite an insular world. And anything beyond the walls of Alpha Complex is presented as, you know, the forbidden zone. Much like in a kind of... Um, brings to mind the opening of 12 Monkeys, um, where you know, characters are being sent up to the surface and looking for signs of life. But what often happens on your paranoia missions... A lot of the information is classified and is above your uh, pay grade, as it were. Beyond the walls, beyond the confines of the Alpha Complex, one of the jobs for the GM is to present familiar everyday items to the players, to the characters, in a way that they will not be recognised. There's a lot of fun to be had there. But I can imagine it's quite problematic in trying to describe describe items if you don't want to have to deal with the kind of the meta problem of like this is a vacuum cleaner, but your character doesn't know what it is. I mean, to me, it sounds it seems like the fun there is in describing that in a way in which it's unrecognisable to both the character and the player, and just seeing what they do with that knowledge or lack of knowledge the familiar being presented as the unfamiliar warning if celebrating the sound of dice hitting the table and pondering the meaning of the many acronyms within your player's handbook doesn't cure that burning sensation please see your doctor big thanks to Liren from updates from the middle of nowhere for a very special contributions <laughs>